All right, all right. It's not my weekend podcast with your boy Jerry G. What is up, everybody? It is Tuesday night, April 25th, dog. Watching these sorry ass Clippers debacle. Uh, it's still in the third quarter, fool. I said, that's enough. They were up by eight. Now they're down by eight. Game over. Third quarter. That's a wrap. It sucks, right? It sucks, man. I, I'm, I, I don't root for the Clippers, but my son's a hardcore Clipper fan, one of my kids. So, you know, I root for him. And uh, I want the Clippers to, to go far enough. I don't want them to win it all, but just do some damage. And, and the Suns, man. I can't stand the Suns, bro. I, that's a team I've never liked since the 90s, since the Charles Barkley days. Never liked the Suns. And uh, I don't like to see them do good. And uh, yeah, there's both basically two teams that I don't, I can't stand. But I'll, I, I'll take the Clippers over the Suns any day of the week, dog. But sorry as Kawhi Leonard out here deciding to do some load management <laughs> during the playoffs. Taking a couple of days off because his knee is not feeling so good, poor baby. His knee is not feeling so good. Sorry as fool, dog. But that's a Hall of Famer for you. He's going to be in the Hall of Fame. Horrible, bro. Horrible situation, dog. Um, <laughs> why, dog? Oh, my goodness, dude. I feel bad, dog. The Clippers, man. Paul George, another chump. I like Paul George. It's, I was there when he got injured at that game. And uh, March, like, 15th or something. And, uh, I mean, it was a real injury, obviously. But that guy has a worse luck, you know. And... Uh, I don't know. I don't say I'm spending I'm spending way too much on the sorry ass Clippers, dog. But how about them Lakers though? How about them? How about them? How about them apples? Right? Lakers taking care of business as they should. Okay? I've always said it. Especially with the team they have now. The squad reloaded after the trade the trade deadline. They look great. Bunch of great role players. Uh real man, that guy's good. Vanderbilt, that guy's good. D'Angelo Russell, finally stepping up. You know, they're doing their thing, dog. I even like that guy, uh, the shooter, who's struggling right now. He's having a horrible series. But I really like that guy, man. Is it Bridges? Some one of those guys. The the sharpshooter. When his shot is on, man, he's he's got a sweet, beautiful shot. But he's been cold the whole season, the whole series. So it's hard to brag about that guy right now. But Clipper, Lakers look great. Lakers are great, man. And I, I'm not afraid of anyone in the playoffs. The only team I'm afraid of, all right, are the damn Suns, fool. That's the only team I can see them dominate us, take us out, knock us out. I, the Suns. I hate to say it, but come on. Kevin Durant, Chris Paul, Booker, bro. I mean, that's a heavy three right there, dog. Heavy three. That's the only team, bro. And the Clippers, if they were, if they were healthy and at full strength, the Clippers was the other team that's been just killing us all year round and every year for the last few years. So the Clippers and the Suns were the two teams I was afraid of. They're playing each other, but the, the Clippers are all beat up, so they're, like, not the same. The Suns are good, man. The Suns are good. That's the only team I'll give props to right now that can take us out. The Nuggets cannot take us out. No one else can take us out for not even in the East Coast, bro. Like, I ain't afraid of anybody in the East Coast, dog. The Sixers, we can take them, fool. Celtics, I would love to see that, bro. We can take them. Uh, what else they got over there? That's it, man. Everyone else. Uh, the Bucks, Giannis is hurt. Uh, we can take them with Giannis. I'm, I'm, I'm talking about series-wise. In a series. 
It's hard to beat the Lakers in a seven-game series. It's, it's hard, fool. So I'll, I'll take on anyone in the playoffs, fool. Not worried about that. Uh, it's just the Suns, fool. It's just pinch of teams. See, no, God, if you guys don't win the championship this year, you sorry-ass Phoenix Suns. It's chumps, fool. Chumps! All right. That's enough basketball, dog. Um, had a great weekend, dog. I was out there. Man, I'm tired of shit, man. I caught a cold. I caught a flu. I caught an STD. It was crazy, man. I, I got everything out there, everywhere, dog. I left Thursday morning in La Madrugada, way. I was in Pinche, Lubbock, Texas, Thursday night. Then went to Carlsbad, New Mexico, right, Friday night, which turned out to be a great show. I had never been to Carlsbad, New Mexico. We did this theater show. And we damn filled that bitch up, fool. Small little town, big-ass theater. Great fucking night. Lubbock was too, dog. Lubbock was a little a little bit more... I actually had a really fun set in Lubbock, fool. I had a fucking blast in Lubbock. Uh, Shout-outs to my family. I had some family show up. I had some homie show ups. I got some podcast listeners out there, fool. It was great, man. Lubbock was more of a, like a bar show situation, event center type of thing. But the people came out, had a blast. Both shows... But I, I started getting really sick around on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, man. I got sick. I caught like a cold, had a fever, had sweaty. And I was bad, fool. Then Friday, no, Saturday I traveled to Chicago. No show Saturday night. Gracias a Dios, way. It was a travel day. And it got there late, had a sick-ass layover. Uh, but Southwest, doc, I, I was Southwest the whole weekend, which is great. A-lister, you know, I'm good. I'm fine. I'm fine with Southwest. Because with Southwest, as much shit I talked about Spirit Airlines, Southwest is just like a tier or two above them, all right? I'm not saying they're great. But Southwest is like that ratchet bad girl that you just like fucking with, man, Right? You know what you're going to get with her. You know that she's going to let you down. You know that she's going to treat you a little bad. You know that she may even ignore you, make you wait for it. All right? But when you do, you have a good time. You have a good, easy time, straight to the point. No foreplay. No how was your week. Just straight sex away. And you get to your destination as Planned as you want it, fool, right? It might be a little rocky to get there, right? You might be dealing, you might want to for sure put on a condom, right? But at the end of the day, Southwest gets the job done and you're satisfied, fool, right? You're there, you know what you're about. It, it always delays a little bit, a few minutes here and there, but they're always very cool. They're, all, they're good customer service, you know, but not great, not great customer service. But good, good customer service, fine, right? Like, they'll come up to you and they're like, you know, like, you get you your snacks, you get to sit wherever you want, you know, like, you get to do things to it that maybe your wife wouldn't let you do to, right? Like a, a nicer airline, all right? So, Southwest, any day, bro. Like, I recommend they let you take a bunch of bags, bro, two inside, two underneath, you know, going back to my to my fucking analogy with 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 the ratchet girl. You know, she lets you put it in anywhere, no questions asked. Gives you a little oral, 
Gives you a little doggy style, a little missionary. Quieres más? No quieres? Are you tired? You could go to sleep. You want to go again? That That's what Southwest is, fool. That's what Southwest is. And you're in, you're out. Thank you, ma'am. See you next time. That's it. You don't have to wine and diner. No drinks, no dinner. Just get to the point. You get there. You're there to travel. You're there to go. You're not there to get a pillow. Pinche, uh, great fucking service. You're not there to watch dope-ass movies. You're just there to get from point A to point B. You might have to do a little quick pit stop, some stop for gas. But other than that, you'll be fine, dog. All right? Oh, guess who's back? Edible Arrangements in East LA. That's right. They are back as a sponsor, and I appreciate you guys. Guys, Mother's Day is coming up, dog. And the best way is send your mama some fruit, dog. It's good for her diabetes, fool. Make sure you give her a bouquet of strawberries, mangoes, piñas, uvas, way. Straight to your mama. Go to Edible Arrangements in East LA, located 5929 Whittier Boulevard. Call them at 323-832-9551. Free delivery when you mention Jerry G and order before May 10th, dog. It's a $15 value. Facil, cabron. And they deliver anywhere around East LA. HP, Long Beach, Whittier, Pasadena, West Hollywood, 20-mile radius, edible arrangements. Get your mamas on fruit, dog, con tahini, toda la madre. Makes sense? All right. And you can't, you can't ask for more than that. You can't. Southwest, baby. Southwest. A-lister, dog. It's all good. Uh, I actually got to see a couple movies while I was flying back from Chicago. It was a straight shot, one way, no stopping, four and a half hour flight. I was cool. Uh, and I got to see two movies. I got to see uh, the guy, the Tom Hanks movie. Uh, the the my my name is Otto, or they call the man named Otto, Otto. Uh, I liked it. I enjoyed it. I love Tom Hanks. Well, I have a sweet spot for Tom Hanks. Uh, as a matter of fact, that's probably what I didn't like about this movie, is that he kind of you know played a grumpy old man. You know, maybe obviously not racist, which they make that very clear. He has like a best friend who's black, y la chingada. Uh, but. It's Tom Hanks, man. It's hard to see him be a dick, you know? And it's, just, it's not Tom Hanks' flavor, dog. You know, the movie kind of reminded me of Gran Torino, Clint Eastwood, when he befriended the Asian cat. Cool movie. Good movie. Really good movie. Better than A Man Named Otto. Uh, but it had that vibe, right? It had that vibe of this guy who's upset at the world, at life, wants to... End it all, wants to suicide, is just an old grumpy man tired of this world, of everything that's given him. And he befriends Mexican neighbors, which I thought was cool. I really liked it. You know, the Mexicans were dope, husband and wife and her kids. And she was great. She was a great character, this lady, man. Killed it, bro. Killed every scene. Real Mexican actress. Great Spanish, great everything. I loved her character, fool. Like, I think that's what carried the movie for me. Her character. Uh, she was just very loving, beloved, funny. She did it off, dude. I was very impressed with her performance. And I, she really made the movie a lot better. Because Tom Hanks, as great as he is, and I love him, 
love Tom Hanks. I I don't feel this was his role. Like I would have loved to see like Bill Murray, uh, somebody like more like uh, have a, with a more grumpier type of dick, you know, a kind of attitude. Uh, Bill Murray's one I was thinking of. I couldn't think of somebody else who would have. I think killed that role a little bit better. Just a grumpier old man, you know, with some comedic timing as well. Obviously, maybe not Clint Eastwood because he already played that role. Uh, but something like that. And it, I, it was, this role was not for Tom Hanks, what I'm trying to tell you, man. It was, I just have a hard time buying that he was a dick. He was being a dick to everybody. And he was still coming off as sweet-ass Tom Hanks to me. So it was hard for me to buy that shit. Uh, but the movie itself overall, I recommend it if you guys want to check it out. I'm not sure where it's streaming. I saw it in Southwest on the flight. Uh, but I liked it. It's worth checking out. It's worth checking out. It's cool. It's a cool little family. I like, you know, you know where it's going. You kind of know where it's going to end, right? How it's going to end. You kind of know it. Uh, you know that he's going to turn the corner and his family and this and that and so forth and so on. So, but it definitely still a good movie. And, uh, yeah, it was fine. I liked it, all right? Then I saw The Whale, all right? So The Whale was obviously, as you know, if you, I don't know if you know, it was it was nominated for Oscars and shit, right? So with that uh, Brendan Fraser guy, all right? Um, so I checked it out, The Whale. And first of all, I think Brendan Fraser, I don't know if he won it. Did he win the Oscar? I think he did. I didn't pay close attention this year because no one was getting slapped the fuck up this year. So I didn't even bother checking in. But uh, I believe he won. I want to say he won. I know for sure he got nominated. But I know there was a lot of talk about him winning. So I think he won. And well-deserved. Well-deserved. He, he, he killed it. He killed it, bro. Now, the movie as its in, as entirety, I'm pretty sure it got nominated as well. I don't think it won. I hope it didn't because I don't think it married Oscar winning film. I don't think it was that good. It, it was kind of, eh, eh. I mean, I think the supporting actors, uh, you know, around him were not that strong. We're not that strong. We're not that good. Uh, maybe the Asian lady, maybe. She was pretty cool. The nurse. She was all right. Again, I'm not giving away a lot of stuff, but just trying to describe what, what was going on. She was cool. Everybody else, eh. The daughter, I can't stand characters of kids, teenagers, who are just dickheads to their parents. Because I guess for me, it's not realistic because we didn't get raised like that, right? Like, we would get slapped the fuck up. And every time I see a, a character, especially on TV or a movie, acting a fool, talking back to the parents, being this dick. Like, it's a turnoff for me because, first of all, like, I would never let any kid talk to me as a parent like that. Or, obviously, I wasn't raised like that. So, I see that, and it's, first of all, hard to believe. Second of all, just whoop that fucking ass. Just whoop that fucking ass. That's all you got to do. 16, 17-year-old, you're the father, you're the parent. Beat that ass, fool. Beat that ass. And so it irks me that the whole movie, this little fucking bitch is just talking shit the whole time. Being a dick to a dad, right? So the movie is that this guy's like 500 pounds, right? It's huge. So I don't know how much, how much of that was prosthetic, 
how much of that he actually put on weight. But the guy who killed it, bro, the fucking dude killed it. Yeah, I bought it. I bought it that he was that big. You know, his mannerisms, his slur, his talk, his breathing, his eat, everything, his eating. Killed it, bro. Killed it, right? Uh, it's just a guy who's eating himself to death, basically, right? Like these, like these reality shows that we watch on TV, right? My 600-pound life. Basically, that made they turned that into a movie, okay? And it's it's cool, like that's cool. But all the supporting characters, his ex-wife, you know, the fucking this guy who's trying to help him find Jesus to turn his life around. I didn't buy. I didn't. None of that did it for me. None of that did it for me. And so the movie itself. Did not carry the weight. Ay, ay, ay. No pun intended that the whale character did. All right. And I like that they called it the whale. That's cool. Right. Play on words. Uh, the guy's like a teacher. He's like an English teacher. And, and something about his daughter wrote a, a thing about Moby Dick. The whale. It, it, you know, they try a little too hard with the title, fitting the title into the movie. Right. Because. They obviously wanted to call it the whale for obvious reasons, right? To to set the tone of a big fucking person, you know? They didn't want to call it fat ass, right? They didn't want to go there because that might not get as accepted. Because, But that's what it should have been called, the fat ass. Right? But we can't do that. No, we can't call it that. Let's, let's be a little bit more clever with the title. So that's another thing I like about the movie, like... It's called the whale for obvious reasons, right? Because the guy's a big motherfucker, dog, right? But they try to, like, implement the title like they force it on us. Like, why is it called the whale? Is it just because this chick, the, the daughter, wrote a fucking essay about Moby Dick when she was eight? That's why it's called the whale? Man, get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here, you know? But other than that, it was cool, dude. The motherfucker's eating himself to death. And then the other thing I don't appreciate, but I guess it kind of fit the story, is that the guy, I don't want to give too much away because it's, it's pretty much early in the movie, the guy is gay. The guy is gay. And he's started eating himself to death after his partner passed away. Right? And so we never meet the partner. Obviously, he's already dead when the movie's on. But I'm like, does he have to be gay? Does he have to be gay? Was that necessary? You know what I'm saying? Can he just be a fat dude, normal fat dude, who got divorced and his life's a shit? He's got to be gay. That he, that he was, you know, he was in the he was in the closet and what I guess he finally did it after his wife for this man and now the man died and now he's like sad and he's eating himself to death. Like, does he have to be gay? And that's the thing about the, the gay agenda to me sometimes. That's what it like. Don't force it on us, dog. Like, I like it when it's just cool. Oh, like, gay. Like, in fact, a man named Otto, they had a, 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 a trans, transvestite person, a transsexual person. I don't know if that person is really transsexual in real life. I'm sure she is. Uh, but that was, like, subtly thrown in there. I didn't feel it was forced on us, fool. It was just, like... He confronts this person. This person turns out to be transsexual. 
not asking for much, not a big part of the movie. Just, hey, it is what it is. I am what I am. Let's move on with our lives. That's it. But it wasn't like a focal point. Like, are you so mad because I'm not transsexual? Are you mad because I'm like, relax, dog. It doesn't have to be all that. It was subtly in there. Oh, that's cool. Oh, she is. Oh, that's crazy. Let's move on. You know what I'm saying? But this guy was more like, it's, it's a meeting because I'm gay. Like, dude, really? Really? That, that I wasn't too crazy about. Right? Uh, but other than that, at Brandon Fraser, if he won the Oscar, he definitely deserved it. He fucking nailed that role, dog. Um, so, yeah, I was... I got to see both movies. And I haven't been able to watch that many movies lately, bro. I've been so busy doing all kinds of shit, watching my sports, you know, catching up on shit. I'm on, I'm on succession still, man. I'm trying to keep up, man. So it's hard to even keep up. And I don't like to watch these shows on the road. I don't because I really like... I don't like to watch like... H- I got it on my phone. I got HBO Max. I got fucking Netflix. I got the Hulus. I got the Peacocks on my phone. But I don't like to watch this stuff on the road. I don't... I like to watch these shows from the comfort of my own home and my bed with my kids. If it's like Ted Lasso or something, man, I like to watch it, with, enjoy it with them. If it's a show that I just like watch by myself, like Game of Thrones, House of Dragons, I just like to chill in my bed, lights off, everything. Just that's like that's my escape. And, you know, I forget about everything and everyone, and just watch TV from like nine thirty to like eleven thirty. Full knockout, bro. Sweet spot, fool. And on the road, I got too much in my mind. I got too much going on about the shows, the ticket sales, the time change, hungry, uh, hanging out with other comics. Like, it's just too much going on where, like, I, I can't bring myself to do it, dog. I just can't. And I don't. You know, I, on the road, I like to watch other stuff like Dateline, uh, Forensic Files, uh 90 Day Fiance, just shit that I can let go of. I can watch it and let it go. And if I miss, if I miss a segment, it's okay. If I shower during the show, cool. Shark Tank, it's another one. I like to watch Shark Tank. Shows that I don't have to put too much thought into it, and I can come and go as I please, right? That that's me on the road. Little a little inside of what I do. Um. But other than that, I had a blast, man. I stayed in this really nice hotel in Chicago, the Knickerbocker Millennial. Oof. Yeah. So I got there Friday, and I was feeling like shit, to be honest with you. I was feeling like shit. I had a little fever. had a cold. had something, bro. I was catching a bug, right? And it was Pacabal Chingar. Chicago greets me with 35 degrees. Oh, my God, dog. That shit hurts, right? Your fucking face hurts. It's the wind chill. There's a wind chill, right? So you can't even go outside, fool. So I get to my hotel around 8 o'clock at night. Laker game's just about to start. The fight's about to start. I'm watching the fight, too, on my phone, on Facebook, on people's stories. I'm watching it, fool, as much as I can. Uh, And I'm not going to get into the fight too much because I don't really follow boxing. I know about Ryan Garcia, of course. I didn't know much about Tank. I don't care for either one. I'm not a fan of either. So, but I did. Well, I was interested in this fight. And I'm glad I, I didn't have a show Saturday night. I hate having shows when there's a big fight. Hate it. Um, so that worked out. Anyways, watching the Laker game in my room. Feeling like shit. Coughing, sneezing. 
I go downstairs to the bar. I'm not going to have a beer, but I don't have any cold medicine. So what's the next best thing? I got myself some whiskey. Now, your boy Jerry G doesn't really drink whiskey ever. In fact, I don't know about whiskey. I don't know what to order. All I know is a fucking generic ass Jack Daniels, which I've had a few times. And I don't and I do remember not liking that shit. And I've also had another one called Makers, which is all right. Right. It's not top shelf. But I remember having it before and liking the taste. So I went downstairs, got myself a, um, I don't even know how to order it. I just go, I just pointed at the bottle, said that one, the makers. Yeah, makers. That one, let me get like this much. And I did it with my finger, like two inches of my finger. And they're like, oh, double shot? That looks like, if, that, that, if that's a double shot, let's go with double shot. Double shot it is. Double shot of makers. And they're like, you want it neat around the rocks, which, you know, being around enough in these years, I I re, I put two and two together, and I I know what the difference is, right? Like rocks is on ice, neat is no ice, right? So I'm like, neat, no ice, neat. So I got a double shot of Makers, which was twenty two dollars by the way, eleven dollars a shot, you sons of bitches. Plus a tip, twenty five dollars, right? And I'm sipping on it. Course, that's what you're supposed to do. Sip on it. And there was a wedding going on too in the lobby. A white wedding. Bad fucking bad white chicks everywhere, dog. Badass white girls everywhere, which is pretty dope to watch. But now I look like a pervert, like a creep at the end of the bar, right? My fucking hoodie, right? Throw a bitch in my, in my slides, my Nike slides, my sweats in a hoodie at the end of the bar as all these people in their tuxes and nice dresses. Coming to order drinks. I look like a fucking creep, dog. But anyways, I got my double shot of fucking makers. Watching the game that the TV's on. I'm watching the Laker game. And I felt like a grown-ass man. I felt like a man with real responsibilities. Like, I felt like a traveling salesman, dog. Like, I just... Like, I had just made a big sale that night. And I'm treating myself to a double shot of whiskey. How about that? You know, all I needed was that hot-ass escort. To sit next to me and and have ask me to invite her to my room. That's all I needed. That's all I needed. Uh, but I didn't get that. Had my double shot of whiskey and that's just kicking in, bro. Oh, my sinuses clear up. I can swallow again. My sweat is going away. Oh my goodness, it was like rubber tussing fool. Oh, it was hitting the spot, compa. Fucking sipping on that shit, dog. And I don't watch just people watching. I love the people watch, dog. People watching, watching drunk ass fools, watching fools picking up on chicks, watching chicks talking to other chicks about their hair and makeup, y la chingada. And I'm just staring at their titties and shit. And I'm like, yeah, this is life right here, man. This is good life right here. This is good. I feel like I'm just lost in the city. No one knows who I am. Not being recognized. Ain't no white people gonna be recognizing me, dog. Just right there in the lobby, just enjoying myself. <sighs> Went outside to get a little cigarette. I saw somebody smoke. I saw this dude smoking. Went to outside asking for a cigarette, but then I'm sick. I'm like, fuck, I'm gonna regret this. But fuck it, I'm down. The whiskey's kicking. Had a little cigarette, had a little small talk with that fool. And just it was cold as shit though. So I came right back in. And man, that whiskey just put me in a different mode, fool. I was like, yes, yes. This is what I needed. 
That cigarette, I shouldn't have had a cigarette. Kind of hurt my my chest a little bit. But other than that, the whiskey hit the spot full. I went back upstairs. The Lakers are whooping that ass. Just, I went upstairs during the fourth quarter. I wanted to get another shot, but I said, "No, nah, Jerry, yeah, calmate, wait. This is good right here." Because I was feeling it, bro. I was I was kind of hungry, so I was like, "Oh no, I'm stuck pegando way." And I went upstairs, put on the heater, dog. She got under the sheets, and I knocked the fuck out. Knocked the fuck out. Got some good sleep. Felt much better. Next day, my boy Victor Vasquez hits me up. You ready for the Dodger game? And we went to the Dodger game. I was feeling much better. Yes, adios. And I got some good sleep, good rest. Got a good breakfast. Went to the game. Went to good old Wrigley Field, dog. Which was my, was my second time. But still very excited. Because these seats were amazing. We're right behind the dugout. We're like fifth row behind the dugout. Got to hear the fucking players talk. You know, got to see the player. Made some eye contact with some of them, fool. You know, all you got to do is get up and wave your arms and shit. Say, show them your Dodger gear. Because we're behind the Dodger dugout. And, you know, they give you their props. Miguel Vargas, like, winked and shit. You know? Uh, who else was cool? I think uh, El Pinche. My nemesis, Peralta. The guy who took my girlfriend. Yes. Him and I made some eye contact, said, what's up? You know, fools were throwing balls and shit. You know, they had to throw away over the net, so I didn't get any of them. But uh, it was cool. It was a great, got to see Kershaw pitch pretty up close. Great seats. And, uh, but then I told, I told Victor, because Victor and I were freezing our asses off, obviously. And I told him, hey, bro, last night I had some fucking makers, dog. And it warmed me up, bro. I felt good. Because I, I wanted to buy a beer. He's like, man, don't give me a beer, dog. Like, a beer, fool? Motherfucker, it's 32 degrees out here, dog. Fuck that. I go, let's get some fucking brandy, some whiskey, dog. Let's get some whiskey. And he's like, that's not a bad idea, fool. The only bad price over there, $25. They're, they're called singles, but they're big shots, he said. They're like, they're singles, but they're, they're like doubles. So we give you fucking $25 shots, fool. And we took two each. And, oh, once again, I was feeling back in the mood. So what I'm trying to tell you is that I'm becoming a whiskey fan. All right? I'm, whiskey's, yeah, it's doing it for me, dog. It's doing it for me. Uh, now, I am afraid of that whiskey dick I keep hearing about. So that's some of the side effects of whiskey dick. I'm already having enough trouble performing, dog. I'm always tired. I'm always tired, you know? So... I'm sure whiskey is not going to help. So I got to look into that a little bit more. Uh, but whiskey, especially in the winter, in the cold, oh, it hits the spot, compa. It hits. I highly recommend it, bro. I had no beers in Chicago. None. I had whiskey. I had whiskey at the show. Whiskey after the show. We went to a bar, to a little dive bar after the show. Had another whiskey. and But by then, I was feeling like shit again. It was all coming back. It had been a long day, and I wasn't fully recovered from that whatever fucking bug I had. So by after my show, I felt really tired. I did 45 minutes on stage at the Laugh Factory. Thank you for everybody who came out. I got some shout-outs for some of you motherfuckers, dog. Let me see if I can find them. But we got a blast, fool. Uh, let me see if I can find them. Uh, no, no, that's not it right here. Uh, let me see right here. Uh... Shoutouts to Jason Castillo, Cindy Flores, 
from Levelland, Levelland, Levelland. I think that's in New Mexico, dog. That was New Mexico, people. Uh, Jason Castillo, Cindy Flores, big listeners. I think I fucked that up because I know they were claiming some part of L.A., but they recently moved out there for uh but hey, shout outs to you. And uh, man, I think I, I I I thought I wrote other people's names down, bro. Maybe I didn't. But there's a bunch of listeners out there. Uh, uh, here's a, Miguel Bautista for Chicago was out there. Uh, Chrissy Baez, of course, was was out there. Chrissy Bra- Brass was out there. Uh, she brought it from France. A uh, bunch of people, dog. Uh, we did good. Uh, I think we saw more than half, right? For those of you who were at the show. The place only hold. I thought it hold four hundred. It doesn't hold four hundred. It only holds like three hundred. We hit like two hundred, dog. So I'll take that any day, bro. I'll take that. Um, and a great set, a great show, a great vibe. Yeah, I can't complain. Pero I was feeling like shit after, dog. I ain't not gonna lie, fool. I was feeling like shit. I was done, ready to go home. But I had to hang out with the comics for a little bit, and we did. We went to some dive bar, had one round. I bought a round. And got the fuck out of there, fool. I'm on la verga, we. Back to back to sleep, fool. Um, it was just it's long, guys. I, I mean, I try and bring you into this world a little bit, but the traveling, I, I'm, I know I'm sounding like a little bitch right now, but it, it does get like a little tiresome, fool. Because I flew into Lubbock, then from Lubbock to Carlsbad it was like a three-hour drive, and then from Carlsbad I had to drive to El Paso the next day to get my flight to Chicago. So from Carlsbad, New Mexico to El Paso was another three hours. So I had to drive there. Shout out to my homie, Julian Luera and Aaron, who fucking did the driving out there. Thank you so much. Took me everywhere. So they took me out and I, I can't do it without them. I don't know how we do this without them. But it's a lot of driving, a lot of, you know, doing this, that. And it just... It gets a little much, fool. You're tired. You're over it, you know. But the shows themselves, I put all that aside because that's my that's my place, fool. That's my safe place. That's where I want to be. That's, I love it. I love being on stage. I love making people laugh. Every set I do, I try and change it up a little bit. And I feel like I do. Every set is a little bit different, you know. Uh, I interact with people on stage. I I just have fun, dog, as much as I can. And for those of you who are coming out to these shows, I hope you see that, that I really do enjoy myself up there. Uh, my set is, of course, about my kids, most of it. And I love, I love venting. I love relating. Uh, I love everything, man. I love people coming up to me after the show saying that I'm spot on. That's how it is. That's how it be. F these kids, con todo cariño, but F these kids, con todo el amor, con todo everything. I love my kids, but F these kids. And that's what it's about, fool. Like, it's relating, vibing, connecting, touching, all that shit, dog. It's what it's all about for me, dog. What it's all about for me. And we have a common enemy, and that's our children, <laughs> who we love and will die for and care for, Right? But motherfuckers do they test us, fool. And that's where we at, dog. You know what I'm saying? That's where we at. Because I get home, fool. No te miento, wey. I land when I got here, what? Monday at 2 o'clock. All right? LEX, 2 o'clock. Guess who's out of school at 3.15 and waiting for me to pick them up from school? That's right. 
pick my fucking, I land in the airport at, at, at 1.45. I get to my car, which I leave in, I left in the parking lot in the, in the airport around 2.30. Fight through traffic, 45 minutes, straight to the school to pick them up. And guess who's hungry? Now I got to fucking pick them up. Take it to McDonald's where I, and I say McDonald's because that's the easy kill for paquet pensar la way. Why think about it? Just go to McDonald's, get them food, get me food, and I'm tired of shit. I've been up since five o'clock in the morning, traveling in the plane, uncomfortable, beat up, sore, neck hurting, tired, desvelado, todo mal cogido, wey, todo, wey. And I'm back with my kids, but I, I wouldn't, I, I fucking missed them, bro. Like I missed them. I love them and I hate them, right? It's a love-hate relationship because I fucking can't wait to get to them. But I also miss them like a motherfucker, dog, you know? But they also test me like a motherfucker, dude, these fucking kids. Um, hold on. I was one of them calling me right there on the freaking phone, Nicolas FaceTiming me phone. Uh, yeah, fool. So that's pretty much it, dog. I'm going to wrap it up right there. I think I'm going to have a short one, fool, but I do want... To bring up the upcoming shows, uh, we'll be in Vegas this weekend, Friday. We're supposed to have a Saturday show. If the first one sells out, it's close to it. I'm hoping to add a Saturday show, but Friday for sure, April 28th, at the Disco Pussy in downtown Fremont, dog. Those Toxicos are coming there, dog. So make sure you get your tickets for that. Also, I want to start. It's already going to be May next week, fool. Dallas, we're coming. Cinco de Mayo, we'll be in Dallas. Uh, and I'm also going to come out to Oxnard Levity Live May 25th, Thursday, followed by Ontario Improv Wednesday, May 31st, dog. So those are two big shows, big local shows, dog. All right, I'll be there. Uh, what else we got, man? Um, those are my big shows right there, fool. Other than that, I got some local shit, nothing too crazy. I'll be at the Lab Factory. I'll be doing this. I'll be doing that. And uh, nothing crazy, but those two shows are my big babies right there, dog. Oxnard, Levity Live, May 25th. Tickets on sale now. Ontario, May 31st. I'm bringing Concrete to those. So Concrete wants to come hang out with me. So we'll be there, fool. Come, come check us out, fool, all right? Get your tickets now, dog, for those two shows. Should be fun, fool. Also, San Antonio, Texas. Laugh Out Loud Comedy Club. Laugh Out Loud, one of my favorite clubs to perform. I love, love San Antonio Laugh Out Loud Comedy Club. That's a dope-ass joint. I will be there. I'm coming out there, fool. Please, agarrense, cabrones. Get your tickets now. San Antonio, fool. I'm excited to be back there, right? Uh, those are the big, those are the three big ones I wanted to fucking share with you guys. And then I'll be sharing other shows as well. As we go. But Dallas, for sure. También Cinco de Mayo, wey. Caiganle. All right? Uh, what else? What else? What else we got to say? We got the NFL draft this week. Big, big week for the fucking Raiders, of course. And everybody else. I'm excited. I love the draft, man. I don't follow college football closely. But I love to see who these fuckers go after. Then I read up on them. Then after I do my research about these people that they selected. Then I'll tell you if I get excited or not. But... You know how the Raiders be, dog. I, I hope they don't fuck shit up again. Just go for the best available player. That's all I ask you guys to do. Just please go for the best available player. Do not reach, dog. Please. 
Oh, my goodness. Go Raiders. Fuck yeah. And uh, we'll see. Go Dodgers. Dodgers looking good. They beat the Pittsburgh Pirates today. They won in, in, in Chicago. You know, I ain't got no curse, dog. Dodgers win when I go to the games, fool. I, they were in Chicago. We kicked that fucking ass. You know, Pichi Cody Bellinger. Fuck that fool, dog. But you know what? Other than that, dog, everybody, man. Pichi out, man, bro. He's my new boo, dog. He's my new boo right there. Don't, you can't fuck with Outman, dog. All right? All right, anyways. Shout-outs to everybody. I know I missed some shout-outs. I thought I wrote some names down, but there was people who were listening to this podcast in Lubbock, in Carlsbad, believe it or not. Shout-outs to, man, I want to say, I, got, I actually got his phone number. Fuck, I forgot his name. Him and his wife, dog. He came up to me. He's like, yo, I'm a big listener, fool. I want to fuck with you. I want to bring you back out here. I want to do some, you know, do some shows. So we exchanged numbers, and he just sided out Insta my weekend podcast and Mark and Wannabes and big homie, dog. And I can't remember his name right now. I'm sorry. I'm blanking now, fool. But we exchanged numbers. You know who you are, compa. Please text me. Please message me your name so I can fucking... Uh, Pinche, shot you on next week, fool. But I feel bad, sorry. And of course, in Chicago, there was a gang of listeners out there, fool. So thank you so much, man. Thank you, thank you, everybody. All the love. Yo, we, we getting out there, man. I've been doing a couple of interviews out there. Shout outs to Emo Brown and the JR Group. Uh, I did their podcast. They were a lot of fun. There's clips going out there. Share them, check them out. I shared a cool story about Paul Rodriguez. And, I, you know, I've told you guys how much I love Paul Rodriguez, man. He's like an uncle to me. And there's this clip going around about me sharing a story about him paying me $2,500 off from his pocket. We didn't have to. Uh, I opened from like five years ago, six years ago. We're talking about 2016, maybe? 15, 16? Um, and that was my one of my first times opening for him, featuring for him on the road, especially. I had opened for him in LA before, but not on the road. He took me on the road. And I'm not saying I was broke, but I wasn't doing that good with money, right? I wasn't doing great. I wasn't getting making a lot in comedy. As an opener, guys, you only make about a hundred dollars a show. You know, they'll 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 pick up your hotel. You know, if the headliner will pay for your flight, whatever the fuck, they'll make it happen. But you're only making about a hundred bucks a show. And I went out there to San Antonio with him. Um, you know, I wasn't great at the time. What I'm trying to tell you, and. Me knowing I was only going to make 500 bucks that weekend. We were going to do five shows. Thursday, two Friday, two Saturday, and that's it. Come back Sunday. And so, anyways, we're vibing, bonding the whole weekend, listening to him, to his issues, to his problems, to his life. Shares the most amazing stories. Peachy Paul has a great memory about all the shit he's gone through in the 70s, 80s, 90s. He has great memories to detail. He has great detail stories. And I love listening to him, man. And anyways, in una de esas me preguntó, like, hey, Christmas is coming up. This was in December. And he asked me, like, what are you getting your kids? I said, I don't know. You know, I got two little ones. They're eight and nine. And their mom's going to get them something. I'm not with her anymore. So I got to get them something also. I don't know what to get them. They love video games. That's what they're into, man. I don't know. Maybe a PS3. I would love to buy one. But who knows? This and that. And... At the end of that weekend, dude, I got my $500 check from the club. And then we're heading to the hotel, back to the hotel that night. And he wrote out a $2,500 check made out to me, fool. And he says, hey, man, this is on top. This is your Christmas bonus. Buy your kids something nice. Thank you for a great weekend. You fucking killed it. Uh, you were amazing. Opener, you're great. You're like, good guy just all around to hang out with. And we just bonded beautifully, bro. And... 
those 2,500, bro. I, first of all, I had never made that much money ever in comedy at that point in time, ever. And I just felt like a real comedian there, fool. Like, the most I had made probably was 500 bucks before that. And I just felt like a real comic. And, and dude, I must have had maybe, maybe $2,000 in my bank account total at that time. And I mean, I mean, this guy more than doubled it with his generosity, fool. And I just, I, I'll never forget that, man. I'll just never forget that feeling, how excited I was flying home, how excited I was to go get my kids something. It was um, unreal, dog, an unreal situation. And Paul did that to me, dog. And all this comes up to because, because I know he's not doing so well sometimes with health-wise, even financially, he's not doing that great. So I wish I could do more for him and help him out. And, you know, hopefully I'm in a situation where I can one day. Soon, you know, and pay it forward, fool. But anyways, uh, thanks for everything, man. I appreciate you, motherfuckers, dog. Thanks for listening, fool. And let's just have a great week, man. I know this was an easy one, chill one. But thanks, man. Let's let's just go get them, fool. All right? I'm Oreso. I'm out. Later.